All right, we're recording now. That's good. We're recording. Hooray. Test. Toast, All right, toast. Cool. Hi, Nikki. Hi, James. How's it going? It's going well. It's our third episode. It's going well. It's our third episode. Yep. I'm excited. Me too. All right. Um, we are going to talk about something uh, pretty spectacular today. It is. I think. Um, also something that I think both of us really struggle with. Mm-hmm. And that being considered, we are just like jumping into it right now. Feet first. Usually. Head first. Usually head first. Head first. Mm-hmm. Whole yeah. body. Or we're, belly, just, we're belly flopping we're into belly flop. it. Yeah. Yes. That sounds good. Usually we take a little time and banter around and we try to like find our footing. And I think both of us are a little bit intimidated maybe (laughs) by our topic today. Let's get to it. Um, So I want to, and I know we talked a little bit about this before we hit the record button. I want to um, remind our our audience that uh, we're not perfect and we're not uh, uh, intending for this podcast to be in any way preachy or intending intending for it to be... um, kind of a, a an oh look at us we're way up here in oh, our no faith we're, yeah, yeah we're, no, no, we're way no. up here on the mountain right and you need to join us um it's actually like hey we're looking up at this mountain or we're on this path together uh and we're right here with you and we want yeah. you to know that um our struggles are very similar to your struggles and the the both the heartache and the joy that we find in those struggles yes. is is similar hopefully it's something that you can relate to and today's topic is something that we have both struggled with and continue to mm-hmm. struggle with probably on like a daily or maybe even like a minute to minute basis, like a moment to moment basis. And I think it's universal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So maybe there's some suspense building for our audience. What could it be? What could it be? Um, We should make them take a poll. We can't really do that in the podcast space, but press this button. We don't have any buttons. Yeah. Someone somewhere is looking for a button to push. I don't know. My podcast didn't have a button. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're talking about stillness today, kind of piggybacking off of what we talked about last week, which was uh, making our home life and our church life look the same. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the the conclusion, um, however convoluted that we came to last week, was that um, there really isn't a separation And so if we feel a separation or we feel a difference between home and church or our, our, you know, regular lifetime and our worship time, Mm -hmm. um, it might be that we're, we're not really tuning in to God. We're not tuning into God. We're not giving God the the space that he needs. Right. So, um, we're going to talk about stillness as a way to achieve that. Yes. Wow. That's hard. It is hard. Because I like coffee a lot. So stillness <laughs> is a challenge. Stillness is a challenge. The um, physical stillness is a challenge because I, yeah. You also have kids. Yeah. So stillness is a challenge. Yes. yes. Um, I don't have kids. I have a couple of dogs, but they sleep a lot. They're old. They, they give me lots of excuses to <laughs> be still. They don't interrupt your stillness. Actually, yeah. Um, how, how is, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, go off the script here. How is. Oh gosh. Children. How, how are I'm children scared. a. Um, how can they be, I don't want to say your children are an a obstacle. Blessing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how can they be a blessing in helping you find and your stillness? stillness? Wink, wink. Yeah. Okay. All right. I will take that. He just volleyed the ball over. Um, I would say that, um, you know how you've heard that expression of, um, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think the stillness that I am able to achieve is almost because of my kids, not in spite of them. So I know that. Um, and let me just say this, like the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. through this, we're in this quarantine phase still. Mm-hmm. Um, I have recently come to a better place with stillness. And that has been um, waking up before the kids. So. How is it achieved? Strategically planning. Okay. You know, so there's, so there's some real intentionality. Absolutely. Um, what would you say to maybe a mom or a dad who is listening to this and saying where and when and how, where like, and it, like my, my okay. schedule is just so crazy. So there's packed. no way. Yeah. Um, um, 
So another thing we talked about a few weeks ago is first fruits. And mm-hmm. I think that that's the key. So it, um, to the moms and dads struggling to figure out how to fit it in, um, recognize the importance of the peace you will gain from stillness. And for me, it was desiring that peace so much mm-hmm. that it was worth mm-hmm. setting an alarm for, Yeah, which I'm not nuts about when we don't have school setting alarms, but, um, I have created this area on my front porch. Nice. It's so nice. And, um, and I was going with the intention of 15 minutes, you know, like if they wake up after 15 minutes and look this morning, Luke, my nine-year-old came out and sat like on my feet. Cause I had two little chairs and I had my feet resting on the chair and he just sat on top of my feet. And I was like, okay, so this time is cut short. But, um, I had, I had some time. Mm-hmm. with just me and God. And I am surprised at how refreshing and rejuvenating and just, um, you know, we talk about recharging our batteries. I feel like I even, like I have reserves now too. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. Yeah, it is. It's, it's great. Right. I, I yeah. think, I think that a lot of, and this is something that I really struggle with, um, that I can relate to with what you're saying. I think a lot of our, um, our passion for the thing, just anything really that you're passionate about. If it's a, you know, a hobby or your job or a certain sport or something like that, um, those things become, um, those things become a little bit overwhelming and they can kind of rob you of your, mm-hmm. your, your joy or, or your stillness, whatever it might be. Because I think we like to, just as a culture, we like to, um, pack as many things in as we can. We right. like to kind of judge our, our uh, success and failure in life. And I'm speaking in some very vague terms, but across the board, I think we do that um, looking at the um, looking at the quantities in our lives, right? Like yes. kind of those are our, those are our, our metrics. I got all the all the kids to all of their different things they had to go to, or I got all like for me, I got all of the lessons done for a semester. I got all those done, yeah. right? And, And, you know, the thing is, at the end of the day, those things don't really um, uh, take into account your needs as an individual. Right. Right. And so as we were kind of preparing for this, um, uh, to talk about this uh, over the last couple of days, I I just kept coming back to a term that is very, um, it's very popular right now. It's in the lexicon and that's self-care. 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 Okay. Um, and I want to I put something out there that I think a lot of Catholics, when they look at the church, uh, a lot of Christians, when they look at their faith, don't, um, this, this, this might be surprising to them, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw out there that the, the church, since its very beginnings, um, and by very beginnings I mean Jesus, has been prescribing self-care as an essential part of ministry as an essential part of of just living your best life right of being the person that you're called to be Um, and there's even some examples there's one really good example uh, that we'll get to in just a second in scripture of self-care and jesus encouraging his disciples to take care of themselves and Mm -hmm. to kind of consider themselves Um, i think as moms and dads as you know um, if you're a lawyer or an accountant or whatever you do at your job, um, I think we're all kind of driven to to be the best, to do a good job, mm-hmm. to keep that whatever the motivation might be, right? To kind of keep the paycheck right. coming in, or to to you know to gain some notoriety and you know An some, some prestige some kind of thing, right? Um, I think that's where we go for our self care. I think we think that those things ah. are gonna are gonna kind of like like fill that that need Ouch, of really yeah. taking care of ourselves, but it's. I think it's actually kind of taking a step back from those yeah. things that really, like you're saying, you know, yeah, finding a place on the porch, having a cup of coffee by yourself, um, mm-hmm. giving God, you know, five minutes of, of first listening. Yeah, yeah, your your first fruits, right? That really fulfills that need of, of, you know, this is me time, mm-hmm. and that sounds very, um, sounds kind of new agey, right? Yeah, or even selfish. Or even you selfish. Know, I think. Yeah. All all, all the saints that I can think of, I would think of as selfless, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it needs to be, um, exclusive. Like, I don't think, I think you can also care for yourself. It's not a selfish act. Mm -hmm. Oh, did I just contradict myself? I might have. I think that self-care can be misconstrued Mm -hmm. as selfish. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not. Yeah. It's the airplane thing, right? Put your mask on first before you 
yeah before you can before you can you can put it on for for anybody else right got to take care of yourself yeah that's hard Mm -hmm. that's hard I, i and and even getting away from some of the like cultural reasons why i think just in general as human beings i think that's hard i think our eyes you know our eyes are just logistically our eyes are positioned in the front of our head right Mm. and so we see you know we see someone else and we see other people's um maybe problems or issues Mm -hmm. or or even you know successes right we see those things uh through through one lens from one perspective and we see our own issues um that's a lot murkier, I think, for a lot of us. It it's, it's a lot more difficult for us to just mm-hmm. kind of um, uh, to categorize those things or to work through those things um, because it takes some some self evaluation. It That's takes, hard. yeah, it's it's tough. It's really hard. Um, so I think what we're the point that we're making right now is that this time of stillness and this this concept of stillness is complicated. Mm-hmm. It might not be as easy as just saying, okay, I'm going to do this today. Right. I think when we try to be still and when we try to make that time, um, that's wonderful and that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's maybe some, uh, some things that we, we would, we probably need to be aware of about like the kind of distractions that are going to come up mm-hmm. and the kind of difficulties that we might have in maybe those around us in our lives that they want that five minutes, right? They want that that time right mm-hmm. uh, for other things and so how do you how do, how do you deal with that how do you work uh through that without you know giving up that's what i do a lot of the time yeah. if i if i have a lot of things piled up like my my still time my self-care time is like the first thing out the window you know uh, um yeah i don't know do you do you struggle with that do you struggle to kind of keep it uh, in its own place sure um i mean yeah i am I've lived a few years and I'm telling you, I just in the last couple of weeks feel like I've come to a nice place. I'm, I'm broken though. So I'm hoping to stay with this routine, but I haven't always been there. And for me as a mom before the quarantine with that schedule of, you know, waking, going and going and going, um, I feel like I was grabbing whatever stillness I could find, Mm -hmm. even if that was in between getting the kids from school and preparing dinner and just, um, I don't know. I need, uh, Christian music in my life. That's my, even if I'm not still and quiet, that's kind of like a set aside for me Mm -hmm. that always kind of recalibrates my soul, Mm -hmm. my spirit. Sure. Mm. Yeah. And, and, And so, yeah, I have cherished and it almost feels luxurious to have this time, this ample time in the mornings now. Mm -hmm. Um, I know when school starts again, it's I'm going to have to adjust. Um, So, yeah, it's hard, but I have to tell you, it's felt so wonderful that um, I'm praying for the what not energy that um <sighs> perseverance yeah yeah to to continue with it because it's been so rewarding it just really has okay so you said something uh that i think a lot of our a lot of our audience will find really interesting this still quiet time is luxurious it um, is our concept of like of luxury of spoiling ourselves mm-hmm. um is pretty warped I would say um, we we I Probably. think I think have to you know we, we live in a society that it's pretty easy to see values kind of again this accumulation of things mm-hmm. and even in the way that we take care of ourselves like we can't exercise without signing up for a gym or you mm-hmm. know what I mean and not that yeah. there's anything wrong with signing up for a gym but right but it's but, like all or nothing and 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 it can like snowball into mm-hmm. so many things as you right. were talking I'm uh, I'm reminded of my dad, um, and my dad, uh, he's a he's a very disciplined person. But his his um, his discipline and the sense of self care are are where he developed that discipline is in is in distance running. Right. Mm. I'm not a runner. Um, I know because I grew up with my dad. I know how to run, and I know what I what I should do to be like a good distance runner. But it just never. It was never like, oh yeah, that's something I want to do. Right. I want to go sweat and hurt for for an hour and a half yeah exactly yeah no thank you um but my dad like loved it and and talking to him now um and especially talking to him about his relationship with god 
Like that's where he really um, finds his stillness. That's where mm. he finds his like quiet that's place beautiful. is when he's running, he's mm -hmm. by himself. Um, there's that. And then there's the memory also of my dad, um, you know, growing up wherever we were, we lived in a couple of different houses growing up. Um, but wherever we were, you know, they would, I remember these times when uh, he would call me out on the back porch and we would just look at the sky. Like whatever was going on, clouds, stars, you know, sunrise, whatever, whatever time of day it was. And I would start to talk and my dad would just say, just listen, just, just watch, oh, wow. just listen, just watch. And it was something that his dad did growing up. And I never really understood it. I never really understood it until I got out on my own and I was dealing with, you know, work pressure and life pressure mm. and things like that. Um, and it was so comfortable and refreshing and beautiful to just stand, even if I was living like in a crappy apartment, right? Yeah. To stand on the porch and go oh, for like yeah, just a couple minutes and just look at the sky or, or watch a, a, you know, like watch the, the wind blow in the trees or something like that. Like just to kind of detach from whatever mm -hmm. other thing was going on. Um, I think the next step, uh, and it sounds like this is what you're you're working on and, and, and are having some success in, is like attaching God to those moments mm -hmm. and calling God into those moments. Um, that is something that I think we we all really, really, um, we all struggle with. I, I think sometimes we expect our moments with God to be these huge conversion experience. Burn a bush. A yeah, revelation kind of moment. <laughs> show so yourself to burn, me. Burning bush, show yourself. Um, you know, we expect God to like, you know, to to um, to call us, to, to use another scripture of us, to call us out of the tomb every time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And sometimes that's not what we need. And so that's not what God gives us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we just need God to like sit there with us. Yeah. And that's hard to accept. Yeah. Um, I, I have a really, you know, if I want God to get something done, I'm like, now, dude, let's go. You're bossing him around. Let's go. Right? And God's <laughs> like, no, like we're, we're just going to sit here for mm -hmm. a few minutes and I'm going to look at you and you're going to look at me and that's it. He's all James. And I'm I, the teacher. Exactly. Zip it. Exactly. And I'm, I'm like, you don't understand. I got to be somewhere in 15 minutes or I've got to, uh, I've got to yeah, do this yeah. thing or I've got this other thing on my mind or I've got this other thing, you know, on my heart. And God's just like you know, kind of not telling me no, um, but, but in his own way, kind of telling me like, that's not what we're doing right now. Right. Right. That's, this is not, this is not the time for this. And we, we've all been there with our parents. We've all been mm -hmm. there with, uh, authority figures. We've all been there with people that have been mentors to us in different ways. Maybe even just our friends where mm -hmm. we have people kind of set those boundaries and say, James, this is what you need. And so that's what I'm giving you. Yeah. Right. No one, no one likes that in the moment. Um, no. no one likes that. But if we, if we get into a routine, like you've kind of talked about of being present to that and accepting it, um, it becomes not only a lot easier, but it becomes something that's, re that's really nourishing us. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, how, how has it felt, uh, in the moments after that, that quiet time, how, how has it felt to like to be invigorated. Like, how does that, how do those feelings or, or that experience, how does that permeate it feels the, great. the rest of your life? It feels it great. It feels great. Okay. I feel happy, pappy. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent for my family and that feels good. I don't look at a sink full of dishes in the same way when I'm, um, reinvigorated with having spent time with God. And then two, you know, after I spend time with him, I don't feel like I'm leaving him on the porch. I'm taking him with me. And um, our uh, deacon at church, Deacon Zach, um, recently uh, talked about a dance, like a dancing partner. And I just really see my life. I'm trying to be a good dancing partner for God. I don't want to step on his toes, which is not what he's wanting. He's the leader. He's, he's leading me in this dance. And I think in order for me to be a good dance partner, I need to be still so that I can adjust, you know, to, to his desires for me. Mm -hmm. And I know that he's pursuing me. And I think I know that from the intentional stillness, mm -hmm. it allows for him to, um, for me to still sense 
his presence in the rest of my day. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So if you had to, um, if you had to give, I'm going to, I'm going to be in front of my microphone. I'm going to start that over again. If okay. you had to give, uh, some advice on how to start that process, right? So, um, whether you're, you're, you're someone like me who I think I start and stop that process, you know, several times I've, I've done that several times throughout my mm-hmm. life, um, and started and stopped it, stopped it for various reasons. Um, or if you're someone that's maybe hearing this for the first time and thinking, okay, so where do I go from here? I, I recognize that I need some stillness in my life. I need to find that time or that opportunity to kind of connect with God or, or like we talked about in the first episode, maybe you've never really experienced that connection. Okay. And so maybe finding some stillness is a good way to, to, um, to kind of bring that about, right? That mm-hmm. first connection experience, that first encounter. What would you, since you're like so, so fresh in this experience right now, what would, <laughs> what was the kind of the, the turning point for you? Where did you, where did you realize, oh, okay, this is, this is going to work. What was the thing that you did or maybe the, 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 um, experience that you cultivated for yourself where you said, okay, like this is what, I, this is what's been missing. Okay. Um, we recently redid our front patio uh, front uh, garden mm-hmm. and bought chairs for the outside so um it was a creating of space that became set aside and i say set aside as set aside is holy for me mm-hmm. like this is going to be a place where there are no screens and there are no interruptions it's going to be a place where the visitors are going to be welcomed and for me the the visitor that I want to see is is Jesus first mm-hmm. and foremost. So um, it was a cr- purposely creating space, and then um, and then setting the time aside. I, and and that being said, I've prayed for a desire to have this mm-hmm. right to mm-hmm. have um, some stillness and some peace within my heart with Jesus. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel very fortunate that that prayer is being answered and yeah so i mean and 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 again this is something that we talked about kind of in the lead up to hitting the record button here this takes some work yeah it's not um this is not a uh and like so many experiences with god this is not a a free ride in the sense that we're absolved from making a choice Mm. or absolved from being intentional about um, our time and our interactions with God, right? So mm-hmm. if, if we're going to um, choose to be still with mm-hmm. God, there are some actions that follow along with that choice that kind of make up that choice. Yes. If we choose anything else, if we stop and, and we look at um, our, our, our daily lives, we can point to actions and we can point to decisions that also make up that choice of saying no to right. stillness with God, right? And we have to be aware that that, that is what's happening. It's mm-hmm. not just a default. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not like this default setting of life is busy, right? That's That become, right. becomes an excuse. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm certainly preaching to the choir here. I will complain that life yeah. is busy all the time. But then when I stop and look back, I go, well, life is busy because I, I keep on piling stuff. Saying you know, yes to uh, all, yeah, try, all the things. I'm, I'm, my good friend, Jim DeLine, who, you know, yes. um, he likes to say, I'm, I'm, you know, packing 20 pounds of crap into like a 10 pound <laughs> bag, right? Like I'm trying to stuff too much. Uh, and that's a very censored uh, version of, yes. that, of that <laughs> saying, right. Um, but it's true. I'm, I'm trying to, to pack all this stuff into, yeah. um, you know, into a time and space that, that doesn't work. And often I'm forgetting like that most necessary thing, which is, is this time in this relationship with God. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's awesome. I feel like, uh, your, um, your recent experience is very inspiring. It's kind of putting some things back into perspective for me. And I think probably for a lot of our listeners too. Um, do you mind if I share a couple of pieces of scripture real quick? Do I mind? Okay. Yes. All right. No, I do not mind. All right. Please. That's good. Okay. Um, so the first thing I want to share. So again, I said, uh, when we first started that, uh, stillness is something that, that it goes all the way back to Christ in terms of, of prescribing it. And I'm sure if we dug into the Old Testament, I know if we dug into the Old Testament, there's a lot of references in there to to being still before the Lord, right? Yes. And, and to, to making your... Um, Psalms 46. Your, exactly. Making, making your day all <laughs> about, um, uh, you know, this this relationship with God and, and seeking 
that peace and that comfort. Um, I'm going back to Jesus because he's the unique son of God. Mm. And because he, he, he gives it to his disciples pretty straight. He's very clear about, so much. about the, the, the need for this thing. Um, so Jesus, uh, he, he does a couple of, um, uh, Jesus does a couple of really incredible things. Um, with his disciples. And, and there are things that we're kind of invited into as well. Um, and that he, he, one, he gives them power, right? He mm. gives them the power to go out and drive out demons. He gives them the power to uh, eventually to forgive sins and, and all these different things. Um, he gives them his own power. He's very, he, he likes to share his power, right? Which is cool. Um, and he does that for us too. And then he also um, deeply and uniquely cares about them as a friend. It's not like an employer employee mm, right. relationship or, or a boss, you know, he employee relationship. He loves them as friends. And in fact, one of the, one of the last things that he teaches his disciples in the gospel of John before his passion is I've, you know, I, I call you my friends, you're no longer slaves, but you're my friends. Right. And so there's this, um, this real genuine, uh, care and, mm -hmm. and this real genuine sort of, um, like, like, you know, when you really care about someone, you, you hope the best for them and you want the best for them and you're willing to work for their good as opposed to your own, your right. own good first. Right. And, and so, um, there's a couple of little, of little stories. So the, the, uh, in the gospel of Mark, um, he sends out his disciples, um, he's taught them all these things. Uh, he sends them out to kind of proclaim the, the good news and to kind of get the word out about his ministry and, and what he can do. And, um, and then kind of in the middle of, of all this happening, um, uh, John the Baptist is killed. Mm -hmm. Okay. And his, his friend and cousin, John the Baptist is, mm -hmm. is killed by Herod and it's this kind of gruesome death and it's really yeah. tough and kind of shakes them all. And so the disciples return to Christ and, and they come back and they're talking about all these wonderful things that they've done. And, um, all these things that they've taught and their experiences and Jesus uh, and, and Mark six um, verse, uh, let's see, verse 31 says, this is Jesus's response. He said to them, come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. Mm. People were coming and going in great numbers and they had no opportunity even to eat. So they went off in the boat by themselves to a deserted place. That's just such Beautiful. an incredible detail of this this relationship that they have with Jesus that I think it gets overlooked, right? And and how fitting that our, you know, our our ability and our our need to mm -hmm. go off to a deserted place and to just rest a while that gets overlooked yeah. so often in our lives, right? Um, and and across the board, I think if we ask, you know, if we ask people, uh, you know, from any demographic, from any, you know, from any walk of life. Um, this is going to be something that comes up a lot right. I, I just, I don't have time. I yeah. don't, I don't know how I would, you know, even find a place to rest, let alone have the time to rest. Right. Like it, like there's just, there's, it's like excuse after excuse or roadblock after roadblock that's kind of in the way. Mm -hmm. And even here in scripture, it's, it's kind of like, it's something that is very easy for us to just pass, pass by. Like it's not, you know, maybe it's not an important thing, but I think Jesus is being very clear about you it's know, important. You've you've done all these wonderful things, yeah. and and you know there's there's this this um, this kind of time to go out and do these things and to really you know push through and persevere, and then there's a time to come out and take a rest and get something to eat and mm -hmm. relax and put your feet up and just kind of be with me for mm -hmm. a little while. Um, the the second thing that I wanna that I wanna kind of take a look at is from the Gospel of Luke, and maybe um, maybe you know this one's coming. Um, you, you might've heard before and our listeners might've heard before they might've gone to, um, maybe a talk at church or heard it in a homily, you know, are you a Martha or a Mary? Mm, right. Me? Yeah. Um, I, I like to think I'm a Mary. I think I'm a Martha, um, most of the time. Um, and I think it's important to remember that, uh, both of these women were really cared for by Jesus and were very present, yeah. were very present to him. Um, and he uses this this opportunity in scripture to let them both know he's mm -hmm. teaching both of them to let them both know that the one thing necessary is this relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
so long story short, I won't read it all. Um, Martha and Mary um, are friends of, of Jesus. Um, her sister Mary is also a friend of Jesus. Uh, Martha is, they, they invite Jesus into their home. Uh, Martha's the one doing all the serving, and Scripture actually says that she is burdened with much serving. Right, she's burdened with much serving. Martha's attitude. Yeah, her attitude. She's <laughs> she's not a happy camper, right? Um, and she comes to him, this part I will read, she comes to him and says, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me by myself to do the serving? Tell her to help me. Right? Uh. And so not only is she like missing the point, which Jesus <laughs> is about to explain to her really, really kind of curtly, right? Um, but she's... She's making things everybody else's fault. Oh, She's yeah. making things someone else's fault, right? And making this this uh, gap in her relationship with mm-hmm. God somebody else's fault. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been there? Of course. I feel like I I feel like I embody both of them at you know different times in my life. Okay. So yeah, for sure. Um, and even just the way Martha says that, I'm thinking of my kids right now, you know, because they will totally do that, you know, and claim that they're doing uh, a majority of the work and, and someone else is slacking mm-hmm. and there needs to be retribution. And there needs to be retribution. <laughs> we're, all, we're all looking for that, that balance, quote unquote, yeah. right? And really all balance is, is yeah. all, really all balance is, is I want everything to be comfortable for uh, exactly. me. Exactly. Right? I don't care if it's exactly. uncomfortable for anyone else. Um, uh, so Jesus, uh, says to her in reply, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. Turn the page here. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part and it will not be taken from her. Booyah. Boom. That's, <laughs> I love that. That's got to be tough. Um, you know, not only tough uh, in the context of, of what we're reading, but like in that moment, you know, you know, this guy is, he's the Messiah. He's the mm-hmm. anointed one. And you're going to him thinking, if anyone's going to fix <laughs> Martha, or if, if anyone's going to fix Mary, like if anyone's going to, going to, Mary's just sitting around. Gonna, yeah, exactly. If anyone's going to fix her anything. attitude, it's going to be this guy, mm-hmm. right? He's got to be on my team. And Jesus just kind of oh, goes, no. how sad for Martha. <laughs> I really, I feel bad for her. You know, it's, it's tough. Um, but again, Jesus is that true friend that's mm-hmm. going to tell us the truth all the time. And he's going to tell us the thing that is the most, um, uh, that's going to do us the most good. He's right. calling us out of sin. Exactly. So he needs to, you know, sometimes it hurts to, mm-hmm. to hear where we have sinned, mm-hmm. but it's important because that's where, that's where growth's going to happen. Exactly. Also, yeah. I think calling us out of our comfort zone. Ooh, yeah. As much as Martha might disagree, I think that's, I think that's her comfort zone. I've, yeah. I've definitely been a person and met people in my life where the work and the busyness is the comfort zone. Yes. Right. And as much as we complain about it, if we stopped, we'd be way more uncomfortable. Exactly. <laughs> because then we'd have to deal with something else that was going on, right? Yeah. Um, how do you, uh, so, so what's, your, what's your take on, on going from, you, you say you've embodied both at different times. Mm-hmm. When you realize you're being a Martha, what do right. you do to get back to being a Mary? Um, it comes back down to that intentionality. First, I have to recognize that I'm, and, and usually I recognize that I'm in a Martha mode when my sense of peace is gone. Mm-hmm. So um, once I, I can recognize that, then I make the intentional effort to, uh, to just be still, to carve it out, carve out the time and space with, without the noise pollution, mm-hmm. you know, whether that be people or rooms or technology, just um, me and Jesus. Nice. It. Nice. I'm lying. I like to I like to play with music a lot. So sometimes that it will include um, some some special tunes. But I think that's. I mean, I I think that gets back to you know you kind of being intentional with your environment, right? Yes. So that's that's yes. similar to you know putting some chairs out on the porch and mm-hmm. finding a place. You know, maybe for for some of our listeners, you know, finding a place in your home, even if it's you know a corner, right? Right. Where, you know, you, you, you have a picture of Jesus and Mary or, or you have a St. Francis statue or something like that, that just reminds you of this presence of God. Remind that yeah. it, it not only invites God into your space and into your home, which he likes to be invited, mm-hmm. right? He actually doesn't, um, intrude, intrude right? He, he likes to be invited, but it also, um, he can use that as a reminder for you to be present to him mm. too, right? He'll, he'll, he'll make that same, um, 
sort of that same exchange with us. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, so I play a lot of Christian music. I don't, um, uh, because usually when I'm, if I'm listening to music, I'm thinking about it musically. It's hard for me to turn oh, that technically. off. Technically, Yeah. So my, my still gotcha. time, my alone time is either, this is going to be weird, but like just ambient music, like music that doesn't have any words. Okay. Or it's, um, if it's going to involve music, then I'm the one playing it. Um, and that's but, fruitful for you too. So, I would hope. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, but it's a, it's a different kind of, it's a different kind of fruitful. Cause it is to me, it is very active. Music is very fun. Uh-huh. So it's hard for me to like, you know, disengage from the fun. I'm like, I'm okay, like gotcha, squirrel, gotcha. you know, oh. like if I, if I, <laughs> if I hear something cool in the music or if I'm like, Hey, I can, I can move my voice over here, go up to this note or something. Um, so still a little technically still, thinking. Yeah. I'm, I'm still thinking a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for, again, for me, like similar to what you're saying, like just like sitting outside, you know, watching, you know, watching the clouds go by like I know that sounds silly but that those that kind of stillness is really it connects me back to my family um mm. uh, and and yeah. and you know really I think uh, ultimately connects me back to God in a way that, that nothing else really does and it is um you know it is stillness it is rest it is not only emotional and spiritual rest but like physical rest I'm at rest and mm. I have to force myself I think to to be at rest sometimes um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's, it's really, you know, and, and in talking about this, we, we, I think both kind of realized there's not like a perfect way no. to be still. Um, there's a lot of ways that the church has given us over the years, um, rosary, the, 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 any type of repetitive prayer, like mm-hmm. the, the goal is stillness. The goal is that you're focusing right. on God. It's not the quantity of the Hail Marys, right? That you have to it's pray. It's kind of that rhythm of just, um, mm-hmm. the breath almost, mm-hmm. you know? adoration of the blessed sacrament mm. um that's about like kind of finding this calm avenue of prayer yeah. um one of the things that i recommend to my teens a lot and something that's helped me a lot is journaling that's big too yeah it's like just spending a little time like i've found that when I, I used to think journaling was all about getting my thoughts out but sometimes mm. journaling is more about getting kind of god's message for me in like if like it, it kind of comes out on the paper and I, when I read it on paper, it's like, Oh, that's what God's been trying to explain for 10 years. You know weird? what I mean? Yeah. yeah it's sometimes really cool. Do it's you really write cool. stuff where you're like, Oh wow. Wait, did I say this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, it's it, not only effective in helping me to kind of understand it by myself, but really, really effective in helping me to understand my time with God. If I'm not intentional about journaling, if I'm not intentional about I'm setting aside this time every day, you know, this 10 minutes or whatever it's mm-hmm. going to take, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. It just doesn't. I don't just luck into it, right? And and really when I stop and think about it, and maybe you've had this experience too, there are times when God like gives me the opportunity to pray and I just know that it's there and it just kind of happens, right? Uh, like that's definitely that happened. But not often. Not as often as I would like to pretend that it happens most of the time God is going you know James you're a big boy and I've and I I love you and I'm going to give you every opportunity to pray to make everything a prayer um if you choose not to take me up on that opportunity that's your choice Mm -hmm. right and he respects that choice um you know I, I I think that 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 again building that um relationship with him requires that I, I make that choice daily that I, yeah. that I say, God, this is your five, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is every day. Um, and, and make sure that, that, uh, I'm going into it. Uh, like we go into any encounter with God, like we, we are like, we're called to go into any encounter with God or any encounter with God in the sacraments, even, which is free, total, faithful, fruitful. Right. I am, mm-hmm. I, I want to, to, to be, um, moving towards God out of my own free will, out of my own desire to be, to be with him. That's really, really what God wants. He doesn't want to force our hand. Mm -hmm. Um, and so stillness, you know, is a, is a, is not immune to that. Like God wants us to be still, but he wants us to to choose it. Right. Um, have you ever felt like, um, what about times when we, we feel totally like totally away from stillness? How does that, 
I feel like we've talked about how great mm-hmm. it is. How awful is it to be oh, man. unstill in your life? I think, you know, you have that uh, almost like a fit. I have a physical response, you know, where hmm. my um, belly hurts. Mm-hmm. I might even feel my heart racing in a sense of, I know something's off mm-hmm. and it, and it, and, and it sometimes takes a while for me to, um, realize what it is that's off, that it's my, I haven't made myself, um, not, not made myself right with him, but almost put myself in his presence, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, that I feel a physical response to that, the chaos, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I can even remember my sister when I was younger, she would take Pepto-Bismol before school, like almost every day. And that was because she was nervous, you know, Mm -hmm. like just having this, a physical response to, um, an emotion or, um, you know, something else going on. So yeah, for me, not, not having the stillness, absence of stillness elicits some funky feelings. I'm allergic to Pepto-Bismol. Are you really? Yeah. Oh Doctors are always really surprised. They're like, yeah, it's like one in a million. They've like never heard that. Every time I ever had it, I've thrown it up. Yikes. Even when it was just like a slightly upset stomach, like where I wasn't feeling nauseous. Now it's worse. Now it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Pepto. Now it's worse. I'm sure it's because there's something wrong with me. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but no, seriously, like uh, you you um, you bring up a really good point that we we get into these habits of uh, of sort of not necessarily dealing with our stress. We know our stress is there, and even mm-hmm. to the point that it like manifests itself as physical symptoms. You know, or, yeah. or as, as um, you know, changes in our behavior, that kind of thing. And and I'm not, you know, all things being what they are. Like I'm not a psychologist or a therapist. And neither yep. is Nikki, right? <laughs> um, but I think just as human beings, we can kind of relate to the fact that this this happens. Like everybody gets nervous before school, like when they're little yeah. or when they're young, for for different reasons. And this, you know, what the, what the church has always taught is that this relationship with God um, is is where we can go to be strengthened, to, to get through those kinds of situations, uh, and not only to get through them maybe without, um, without sinning or maybe losing a sense of who we are, but, but to get through them with joy. Right. Right. And to really turn those kind of moments into um, moments where we're, we're not just sort of getting through things, but we're actually growing, mm-hmm. right? And those things are becoming kind of the, this nurturing force in our lives. I mean, you look at the lives of the saints. They don't, they don't get things done. Like, like Mother Teresa doesn't just wake up one day and say, I want to open an, orphan, an orphanage in right. India, right? Like that, that sound, I don't know anything about orphanages or how to open one, right? But that sounds like such a monumental mm-hmm. Task. task. That's like yeah. a, that's a thing you're, if you start doing that, you're going to do that the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like you are committing to doing that the rest of you. So where does that strength come from? Where does that, you know, and talk about someone who's busy. I mean, towards the end of her life, Mother Teresa was, I mean, it was just nonstop. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so many saints throughout, um, you know, throughout history can be, uh, you, you know, you, you can look at them and you see the, those similar experiences, those mm-hmm. similar life experiences. They were just so they busy. were just constantly doing things yeah. all the time and constantly, you know, sort of saving the world. Right. And, yeah. and so where does that strength come from? Where does that, that, you know, Christ, he, he, one of his final, his final action before he's arrested, you know, he, he's, he's, he knows his disciples are going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Right. He needs that quiet time with the father yeah. in the garden of Gethsemane. Right. He needs to kind of put it all on, God the Father and to say, hey, this is, this is your, this is your thing, right? I'm, 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 I'm your instrument, right? And, and he not only needs to do that, I think for his, um, for his humanity, right? And, and for all the same reasons that we need to do that, but in order to show us how important it is, you know, that, that no one is immune to these stresses of Mm -hmm. life. No one is immune to this chaos, right? And, and that this, um, you know, this chaos can really uh, have a negative effect on us if we don't find that 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 time and that place and that peace mm-hmm. with with God. And that, like, you know, it's an instruction book in a sense. Mm-hmm. When you have um, a knowing stressor coming up, you have some 
something big that you're concerned about. You know, Jesus taught us what to do. And you set aside the time and, and you talk with God and allow for his peace to kind of take over. I think that's a really, really wonderful place to take a, to take a break. Yeah. Um, we set aside the time, we talk with God, we allow for his peace to take over. Uh, think about that when we uh, come back from a little break. Um, I think Nikki's got some scripture for us that she's going to share. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm putting her on the spot. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, we'll do that. And uh, we'll be right back in just a few minutes. And we are back from our little break. Nikki, how you doing? I'm doing good. You feeling good about uh, stillness? I am. Okay. Um, I know you have some scripture to share with us, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to kind of um, break that down a little bit. And then we're maybe at the end of this episode going to give some tips on, we've been giving tips on encounter. Yes. We're going to give some tips on how to foster that encounter with stillness. Sounds good. Sound good? Yes. Let's do it. Um. I'm going to read to you from the Psalms. I'm going to read a little bit of Psalm 46. All right. Be still and confess that I am God. I am exalted among the nations, exalted on the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. Our stronghold is the God of Jacob. And I just enjoy that because I enjoy knowing that he calls us to be still. And I'm... I was kind of an obedient kid growing up for the most part, you know, Mm -hmm. probably until the teen years. But, um, yeah. So if God tells me to be still, I'm like, okay, yes, sir. Nice. Nice. And that's, uh, that's, I think harder, it's harder for some of us. I like to think that I was an obedient kid as well. I, I do, as I've said before, I do like to do my own thing. Right. Rebellious stage. Yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, but it is kind of like a, like a parent child kind of give and take. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think, um, stillness is a good way. It's a, that's a good way to kind of think about it. When you're a child, um, you don't get everything right. You know, you, you even like the kid that's the best student and the most, you know, like the the most obedient kid, Mm -hmm. um, messes up and maybe hides a thing or two from mom and dad or, you know, that kind of thing. Like we all kind of go through those different phases and, you know, like a good parent, I think God is, is very patient with us in our, our, both the pursuit of stillness and Mm -hmm. then our misunderstanding of it. Like, I think he is aware that it's a tough concept for us to grasp. And, and so he's, he's very, he's very patient in that we don't really run out of chances with him. Uh, as far as that goes, when we, um, you know, when we, again, are intentional and we kind of make that time, um, God's there. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about the Psalm you just read is he's not only there, like he is the, he's essentially saying, or King David is saying in that Psalm, like God is in control of everything. He's got it all figured out. Yeah. So don't do too much. Quit your worrying. Quit your worrying. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about too much. Don't, don't try to do too much. Don't try to take any of God's job away from him. Exactly. Who are we? Who are we? Exactly. Our, Our job is to be still. Our job. Yes. That's it. That's our job. Yes. Okay. Um, how about uh, maybe some ways that we can uh, we can make that happen? Ways that we can make stillness happen. Yes. Okay. So my tip for um, making stillness happen and allowing that encounter to happen is to create a space, to carve out that space, um, set it aside. Something that is set aside is set aside as holy. And, um, and we can all do that no matter how big or small or, or wherever we live. Um, even if it's outside space, create a space and see it as holy and, um, and then take up residence there for, for a small portion of your day for a moment. I mean, start off small. Yeah. It doesn't need to be long periods, but it's, it's, it's also a comfort knowing that you have a, almost like I'm thinking of, um, playing tag when you're little, you know, like to have a home base mm-hmm. where you're safe and nothing can get you. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I think that that's the way that we, um, as a Catholic culture, 
that's the way we view our parishes, right? Like the, mm, for yes, the most part, yes. any church you go to, it's, it's kept clean mm-hmm. and it looks a certain way. And there's little old ladies that are in charge of like, you know, making, making sure things look nice and the flowers are watered Polishing. and stuff like yes. that. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's, we can totally take that, um, that, you know, take those lessons into our own relationship with God and, and our own prayer space that we create. Right. Yeah. Is there, you know, is there a spot in your home? Uh, and again, your, your, your first fruits, right. Is yes. there, is there a corner of your living room? Maybe even like, not even like the back room or any, but yeah. is there a corner? Is there something that you're going to see every day, a corner of your bedroom mm-hmm. where you can say, Hey, this, this is where, um, you know, I can go to pray. This is where I can go to, if it's five minutes, if it's five seconds, mm-hmm. I can go to just, you know, let God know that I'm, that I'm open to him, that I'm present to him and I can allow him to do the same for me. Right. Yeah. Um, I know for me, one of the big things is, is sacred art. And when I say sacred art, uh, and, and it, it gets back to what you're talking about, about yeah. the environment, right. Um, creating a space. But when I say sacred art, I don't necessarily mean, um, like, you know, Da Vinci's last supper. If that's what you're, what you love. Oh, great. Go for it. High. Okay. You set the bar really high. <laughs> um, but is there, you know, are there, uh, are there images of Christ or images of, of Mary or the saints, or maybe even just images of, of, you know, creation or, or something that remind you of God that, that help you to kind of tune into God. Don't be afraid to hang those things up. Don't be afraid to, to, to put those in a place that you're going to walk by them every day. Right. Set your, your screensaver on your phone or your computer to uh, an image of a, of a saint or an, or an image of, of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Not because you, uh, are holier than everybody else. Right. I think sometimes that's the, that's the message that, that some people, you know, might, might, you know, yeah. That some people might perceive. Um, but instead, because you, you want to give God that, that time in your day, you want to give God that, uh, that attention. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, don't be afraid of sacred art, uh, on our, on our Instagram, um, I've got, uh, you know, a few different images from artists that we like, and, uh, we're going to, we'll, we'll make sure that there's links and things where you can kind of check those folks out, but, um, don't be afraid to Google search like sacred art and, and find, uh, whether it's, you know, traditional, um, artists, uh, and, and a lot, we were just talking during the break, like a lot of, there's a lot of present day, uh, Catholic artists that are out there as well. Um, and I'm sure one of these days we'll, we'll name them here and we'll kind of plug them. But for now you can check out, check them out on our Instagram. We'll have like a little, a little list of their stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't be afraid to make, uh, your space, a space that is, is set aside for, for God and for, for him to move. Yes. Yeah. Move. Move. I like it too. Um, we hope you have enjoyed, uh, what we brought here for you today. We hope that you maybe have found a little bit of stillness in our conversation today and a little bit of inspiration, uh, to be still, mm-hmm. um, guys keep, keep trying. I know stillness is tough. Uh, and, and it can be something that, um, it's where it's easy to get discouraged, mm-hmm. but there, it's worth the effort. It is worth the effort. And please know that there's, uh, not only lots of saints, but lots of really, really, wonderful people in the life of the church who go unknown that really struggled with stillness, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's something that is not, it's not the easiest thing in the world. So if you're not having a whole lot of success at first, or maybe if your um, prayer space is, you know, keeps getting invaded by your three-year-old or your cat or something weird, (laughs) right? Whatever it might be, or birds, scary birds, birds. Um, (laughs) uh, keep, keep trying, keep, keep on, you know, please feel encouraged to, to keep trying and know that we're, um, we're praying for you. And, uh, we know that, uh, if we, if, if, you know, if we all do, you know, just, a, just a little bit to give God this time, this space in our lives, uh, he's going to do really wonderful things. He will. He will. I'm It'll excited for you. I'm excited. I'm excited too. That's good. It's awesome. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much. We're going to, I don't remember, how did we close in prayer before this? <laughs> Do we say a Hail Mary too? And our Father and a Hail Mary. We're going to yes, close with an Our Father and a Hail Mary. Um, you know, we're not professionals <laughs> or anything. So. I keep hearing in my head, broken and beautiful. We're broken and beautiful. We are, yes. We're not experts. And we're not experts. Mm-hmm. And that's that's great. Yeah. I don't want to be an expert at something. No, too much pressure. Too much pressure. Yeah. I want to be able to go like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I'm going to do things that way from now on. <laughs> and five minutes later, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm going to do it this way. I don't have any answers whatsoever. <laughs> All right. Um, 
daring to pray as Christ taught us, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody. We will, you will hear from us next time. I almost said we'll see you next time. We'll see you not really next not time. Not really next time. <laughs> um, you'll hear our voices next time. And good Lord willing. Good Lord willing. Yeah. Good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Do you know that's not about, do you know that's not about a creek? I don't even know what that is. It's not about a body of water. What is that? It's about the creek Indians. Like, good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. It's actually like a pioneer saying as long as the Creek Indians don't arise and like, and like ride into our <laughs> pioneer camp and kill us all. Did you hear that from a grandparent? No. Okay. I read it on the internet, which okay. means it's true. Gotcha. Oh, yes, yeah. definitely. I mean, I heard good Lord willing and the Creek don't rise all the time growing up. Did you? But I didn't know what it meant. I thought it was I about like, good Lord like, willing. like Creek don't rise. Like there's a flood. The yeah. Creek yeah, is yeah. rising. It's about That's the Creek Indians. Wow. Creek Native Americans. Actually, I don't I know say. that you're broken and beautiful. I think you're an expert on things no one should Folklore. be an expert on yeah thingies i don't know how yeah. much of this we're gonna have to edit <laughs> <laughs> well let's say bye good, all good right. in the hood okay bye adios Welcome back, podcast listeners. This is James, and I am happy to be bringing you some tips on fostering encounter with the Lord through stillness. Now, uh, Nikki's not here. Uh, Don't worry. She's fine. This was totally my fault. I accidentally deleted our tips. I reached out to her, and uh, she laughed and was happy to send over uh, her ideas on how to foster encounter with the Lord through stillness, through finding those quiet moments in our lives like we've been talking about in the episode that you just heard. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you her tip first, and I think our our two tips that we have for you, um, I think they really tie in nicely. I think you're going to get a lot out of them. Uh, Nikki really wants to encourage you to find some quiet time with the Lord through adoration. For a lot of us Catholics, that word adoration, it means like one specific thing. It means that we're adoring the Lord in the Eucharist, uh, with the Eucharist in a monstrance, or maybe in the tabernacle, but we're, we're adoring uh, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ in, um, in, in the bread, right? In the Holy Eucharist. And that is certainly a fantastic way uh, to adore Jesus. It's, it's just absolutely a, a beautiful thing if you've ever experienced it. If you haven't experienced it, I promise there's some adoration going on around you. Any, any, anywhere that you might be listening to this podcast, there's a church around you that will allow you to adore Christ in the Eucharist. It's really powerful. I also want to encourage you to adore Christ in nature, adore Christ in your heart, adore Christ in uh, a picture of Christ or, or perhaps a, a prayer space that you create in your home. That is going to segue us into my, the tip that I have for you, which is to foster an environment, to create an environment in your home, in your workplace, in your car, carve out a little space. It can be just a, you know, a little tabletop uh, cross or crucifix, just something um, that be- becomes a place that's set aside uh, for you 
to spend a little bit of time with the Lord whenever you need him, right? Um, to, to find a little bit of stillness whenever you need it. Be intentional about your environment. Don't be afraid uh, to hang a crucifix on the wall or to hang up a picture of Christ uh, in any place where it's, it's going to feed you, where it's going to be seen and encourage your family uh, to do the same thing. Create that prayer space. And guys, I promise you'll start to see a huge difference in your life. Peace. The Late to Church podcast is an AMET creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Mankata. Our theme song is Candle in the Shadows by the Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Follow us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast or contact us at Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. We're praying for you. Peace.